it's time to announce the winner of the 1931 giveaway contest. Congratulations to you, Max, at the Stage Dweller on Twitter. You have won. We're going to reach out to you today, and we're going to get you a free piece of merch in the mail ASAP. Max guessed 35 episodes. The thing is, 35 was the closest because it was the highest number guessed. But it's still uh, pretty far away from the correct answer. So James and I discussed it, and we think it's time for a round two. That's right, we're announcing round two of how many episodes will it take Timeline Scavengers to get through 1931. It's a long name for a giveaway contest, but you gotta work with what you got. Go to our Twitter page and go to the pinned tweet for today's episode to drop your newest guess on how long it's gonna take us to get through 1931. It's not the price is right. You can go over the correct number, you just wanna be the closest. Got it? Great. Let's have another round of the competition and another episode. and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. But we're not going to do it alone today, Colin. What? We're, yep, I've, it's not just you and me? Nope, it's not just you and we have We've brought backup. Um, and backup comes in the form of Mike and Ryan from your pop filter whoa yeah that's incredible hang on i'll go ahead and open the door all right welcome in gentlemen come on in how's it going (laughs) i see oh my god what are you guys doing are you recording are you guys yeah hey come on come on in take a take a seat yeah um we figured uh you know go ahead and put you know the the pizzas down you know you don't have to worry about those Mm -hmm. well uh, we'll pay for those, I think, at some no, point. No. Um, but we just figured since you're here, you might as well just drop in on the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, how are y'all doing? Uh, it's fine. Typically, we get to the episode, we do an hour of eating craft services mm-hmm. or so. Mm-hmm. But no, we'll just put the pizza down immediately. Did you not take and- care of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we hope that you'd taken care mm. of that. Mm, okay, sorry. Someone, t- someone should have Someone's told you to get fired. Eat at home first. Oh, make a call. Those pizzas are for us, not ooh. <laughs> oh, they're not even there's for sharesies. So those are for the guests to look at. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, I've lost this narrative thread, but what I have not yeah. lost is the fact that you two have a show. Uh, so before we jump into what we do here, let's hear from you about what you all do on your show. Uh, so Mike and I have been uh, not really hosting. We always have to get a different host, but uh, we have been panelists on a show called the Superhero Show Show for almost 400 episodes now, where we uh, discuss and uh, critique every single show based on comic books that comes out every week. Every nice. live action show and the cartoons that we deem, I guess, good enough to matter. <laughs> the ones that say the F word. Nice. That's okay. fucking true. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we've done What If and Harley Quinn. Are we allowed to curse on here? Oh yeah. yes. The ones that fucking yes. say the F word. Does What If say the F word? Yeah, you can curse all you want. Uh, I have a little bleeper like sensor button, so it's uh. Oh, you're gonna get yeah. so much fucking use out of that today. 
feel like a middle schooler again. Honestly, the the the, the thing that you're gonna need the bleeper for is that uh, Mike will say things like Kleenex and Jello when he means generic tissues or generic gelatin, mm. and yeah, yeah, I don't want that. Have... But are they, unless they're sponsors of your show, it's, I don't want him doing that. It's called metonymy. The Everyone. one stands for the all, and legally you can do it now. It's lowercase. It's true. You lose your trademark once once your uh, name becomes the exactly. like, the meaning of the yeah. item. Like oh, zipper. Real quick, and uh, we definitely need to plug our show, but you guys uh, are in states that are far away from us. What do you call the brown soda that's like Pepsi or Coke? What do you guys call that? Soda. Is it just soda? soda? Really? Yeah. yeah. You guys don't say pop or... Uh, no, that's Coke. A we're not from the Midwest, and the Georgia yeah, just calls all sodas Coke. We're east of the, we're east enough of the Midwest and north enough of Atlanta that we just call it soda. Hell yeah, that's <laughs> I thought the American way. I thought the East Coast was bubbly goo goo. That's not true. Uh, not anymore. It was kind of taken out of fashion. It was we don't. A certain general uh, used to say that, and it was just mm -hmm. we don't say. I, that yeah, anymore, we don't. We know? don't. We don't talk about that one anymore. Yeah, I apologize. I would say if if your listeners want more etymology of words in between reviews of your wine knows herb, your dares devil, what's a modern show that's not canceled? yeah those are all off the air. <laughs> what's an on air show? Uh, we also review Legion and Luke Cage. <laughs> oh, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did Powers, uh -huh. Powerless, Powerless. Uh, no, all the uh, the boys is popular. Uh, mm -hmm. The Walking Dead's are popular. We do them all. Cool, that's awesome. Very good. It was once. I was just thinking about the idea of if Legion was a show that we did on this timeline that would be that show gave me more headaches than like i felt i felt like i was watching a stanley kubrick superhero movie or tv mm -hmm. show every time i was like i'm too tired or something i have a headache it was good but i would like, love your hour-long episode just about the minute of floating green fists that never get explained <laughs> and what I, year does that go in who knows right i mean you know you have to look for context clues like you know in the 60s it was more like paisley fists so we know it's not then mm. um you know, it's kind of <laughs> clues are everywhere and you just got to, um, you know, look for them. It's just sort of we do. But yeah, I would say I would say Legion is one of those rare shows that said, like, well, you have to watch us more than once. And yeah. we bravely stood up and said, no, <laughs> people don't do that anymore unless you're the office. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually never seen a single episode of Legion. Um, I thought you were going to say I The feel Office. Like... I was going to say bullshit, buddy. <laughs> no. Um, no, I watched... Uh, I unfortunately have seen some of The Office. Not my shtick, but huh. uh, it's the thing of I can see what other people like get from it. It's mm -hmm. just not for me. You know what I mean? Um, but like with Legion, it was a thing where every time I saw a trailer, I was just like, what is... I, who is this for? And I just chose to not watch it. <laughs> not um, me. Because <laughs> apparently it's not me, yeah. Um, James is much smarter than I am, so if James got a headache watching that show, I think my head would explode. I watch things when I'm tired a lot, and <laughs> so it's not necessarily a content, more like a psychological, psychosomatic thing on, on my end, sort of deal. Aubrey Plaza's in it. She's great. Aubrey Plaza rules. My advice, having seen That's all true. the episodes, is if you're going to watch it now, um, I think there's 36 episodes, set up 36 TVs, hit play at the exact same time Ooh, and just yeah. do it all in one hour. Like a Zerika sort um, of thing. And that's a shot throughout Legion. You'll be mirroring that same shot. So I see. Okay. Makes sense. That's awesome. It all comes together. Bonus content. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Ha watch Colin lose his mind. <laughs> like to eyes taped open. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> exactly. But what people do lose today, uh well, they've hmm. technically already lost their lives. So this is not my best transition. <laughs> But 
we are talking about uh surprise surprise agents of shield season seven episode one uh because we've been here for a minute and we're gonna be here for ooh, let's see uh let me scroll down real quick we're gonna be in this episode for uh another eight and a half months so you know we're 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 chugging along uh now this still kind of comes closer to the start of the episode um, this particular scene starts at 19 minutes and 21 seconds, and it ends at 21 minutes and 18 seconds. Uh, I'm going to try something here. In almost every episode, I try to put the summary into my own words, and I end up coming across very uneloquent, and James is like, I'm going to go with the sanctioned summary. So I'm going to try and go with the sanctioned summary uh, the this The Wikipedia time. summary. I, think, um, I mean, it, I don't know if it's sanctioned. Colin, I have well, a request. It just, it's more succinct. Yeah. Can you put the summary into Maya Angelou's words? Oh, God. Um, oh, you don't have a Maya Angelou you can just throw around at request? <laughs> no, I don't have, I don't know if I've got that kind of poetic range. Wow. Okay. Uh, range. Yeah. Okay. I um, know why the Chronicom cops. Oh, no. Not me. You're the host. Sorry. 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 And then no, no, James no. shows hey, you up right if away. You've, if you've got the moves, you, you know, you can flaunt them. You know, that's actually what Maya Angelou used to say. If you've got the moves, you can flaunt them. That was actually, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you, you were, you're a sign of like, kind of like a, a sleeper Maya Angelou guy. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Got it. Cool. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, okay. So basically, uh, what we've seen before, just as a very quick refresh, is there are some men on the floor of a pharmacy who have lost their, uh, eyes and nope, their faces. I mean, uh, so, what happens is, is uh, Daisy is still there with Deke Shaw, uh, and Johnson asks Shaw how much faster the scanner can go. He says that it's going as fast as it can. Johnson then peers out the window and sees more cops coming. Luke tells Cain and Abel, uh, they're biblical references here, yeah. Luke tells Cain and Abel that it was bad that the bodies were found so fast. Johnson walks out to try to stall the officers from coming in. The chronicoms, or as we call them, the Copacoms, uh, realize, or Chronocops. We say Chronocops, don't we? They, they eventually pick one. I believe they pick Chronocops. Okay. And then we the, said Copacoms, and then at some point in my notes, I started calling them Chronocops right before they started it, and then I felt real smart. But Well, I'm going to use it however which way. Chronocops. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Chronocops realize that Quake is in 1930, uh, 1931 as well. Johnson, posing as Inspector Johnson, is asked by Kane to help him investigate a suspicious truck out behind the drugstore. She goes with him, and Kane pulls out his pistol. And I believe that's where that scene ends, correct? Just, yeah, just about, yep. Uh, or no, sorry, I will, there, yeah, I guess this, uh, this part as well. Abel tells the other officer standing guard not to come in. There might be screaming. He then smiles as the officer looks ahead, terrified. That's, I believe, the, because uh, the because Luke has told uh, Abel, he's like, and Abel, don't forget to smile. And Abel gives like, you know, you right. know when a robot smiles and then <laughs> and like, yeah, every media property that has like a robot or an alien that's never dealt with emotion. And then they're like, smile or, you know, like it uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, too. They do that with Mantis. Yeah. Where he's like, what are you doing? She's like. I am smiling. <laughs> I have heard it is helpful. And he's like, that is 
terrifying. Please stop. Yeah. I think it highlights how fucking weird smiling is at all. That's why if you smile like at an animal, it'll freak out on That's you. That's right. That's how I'm going to start reacting post-pandemic. <laughs> Anybody that smiles at me, mm. it's a sign of aggression. Well, especially because if you can see their teeth, that means the mask's off, baby. Yeah, right. You know, that's it's not good. You rip out their jugular. And the uh, the accoster attacked the victim. Before that, he screamed, you're a chronocop, and murdered them in the middle of Walmart. All chronocops are bastards, is all, is all I'm mean, saying. That is not, not the lesson of this episode. I mean... That is true. I thought long and hard about this. They go back in time, uh, or sorry, rather, they first arrive to this world and everything like that. They take these biblical names because they've been around since basically like the dawn of time. They have these names that are ancient ass names. So like when the Bible was like the number one seller, like exactly. number one, Pretty much, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Even like before that, like the pirated copies, like those, uh, yeah. it, those, the arcs. That's, yeah. What that's, it was just know, people's like personal like, no diaries arcs, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it Dear was like diary, very underground today tour. Jesus said, I was his favorite. <laughs> Love Judas. Uh, wait, hang on. He said I was his favorite. <laughs> Don't What's read my diary. Dueling diaries as they're writing them. Uh, I, would I feel like that. Na- now we're producing the Disciple Reality Show. Where <laughs> you got you guys are talking heads. Everybody's going for Jesus's love. <laughs> he gives me the rosary this week. <laughs> so I brought a, I brought in a guestion. Mm-hmm. So we call a question for the guests. You know what, James? We got that. We uh, oh we actually because, it's, you- because guest is. Oh, you got it. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. There's, yeah. It's like the two words were jammed together. No it's like... one drinks less guest gin. <laughs> and now you have a theme song for it. <laughs> Thank you. you. I'm, I'll start putting that in every episode from now on. Uh, and I'll, I'll bill you or or, or not bill you. <laughs> no, know I like I mean? it. Like, it was no, atrocious not enough. Like I have to you, pay like... you every time you listen. No, no, no. Like, you know, like the invoice. billing on. Yes. Like You'll a... send me an invoice. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so. Uh, my question for you is, is if you were to go back in time, whether to 1931 or older, I feel like 1931 feels a little too soon because all of our names I feel like would make sense in 1931. But if you were to go back to ancient times, Hmm. what would be the name that you would choose to fit in, uh, you know, for people to not go, Hmm, that guy might be from the future. I got this. This is a this is probably a little trendy. Uh, it's a little on the nose, but if I'm going to ancient times, I'm going with Ooga Booga, oh. because this is this is a name that people are like, is he, is he new money? Is he old money? You know, we can't really tell, <laughs> yeah. because this it's the name that sort of blends all things together. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, is, I'd probably go with Zane. That's a good one. Interesting. Okay, that's a good one. People will think I'm a god, I guess, in the olden times. You're gonna get the shit kicked out of you. You go into <laughs> you don't any, think Zane any caveman bar with the first. Well, name I'm not going Zane. to cave times. I'm going to like deep in the heart of the plague because oh. it's what I'm used to. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah, so that true. Song. It's very relevant for right now. I, uh, all right, so maybe okay, maybe to to clarify on the time, we'll, we'll kind of get everyone to the same time frame. Yeah, there you go. 1930. Sure, yeah, 1930. If you, if you couldn't go in as Brian <laughs> or James or Colin or Mike, you know, what would na- like if you were like, okay, I'm not from Earth, what's mm. the first name that you would gravitate to? Colin, oh, damn it. Um, Mike Woodrow. No. Woodrow. Uh, Woodrow's, Woodrow's good. And it, you got Woody, you got Wood, you know? 
You got some nice names from there. Yeah, got wood. It's a tagline. <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald ma- married a lady mm. named Zelda. Yep. It was that common, and could I? Do I look like a Zelda? Do you think I could pull that off? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've played married. all the games, so I think that you do look like Zelda. Yeah. yeah. I think more of a Link. I like. Oh, I love that guy, Zelda. Um, yeah, he's such a good uh, yeah, guy. Yeah, going for that like that classic, <laughs> that classic joke where everyone thinks that where every first timer thinks that Link is Zelda. My really favorite main character of any video game is from Zelda, and it's Zelda, the guy that's named Zelda with the sword. Yeah, right. He's right. Awesome. right. I have a link to show you how all my things are are sourced. Is it? I do the class? I do the Marty McFly thing and pick a a very relevant pop cultural name. Clint Eastwood. Like, ten ten yes. years early, like it'd be like Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bo- Humphrey Bogart would be strong mm. for sure, exactly. Hello, I'm Akira Kurosawa. <laughs> <laughs> I have a movie. Who's the guy with the bug eyes in the in the silent films? Uh, the train, the general, uh, Peter Lorre. Peter, sure, no, Peter Buster. Lurie. You're talking about Buster, Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton. Yeah, Buster Lorre. That's a fucking dope name. Buster Keaton is a is a nice name. I think I'd go with Jimmy Stewart, mm. and then if any like because he said wasn't James quite wasn't uh, big on the table though. So yeah, but you know my name is not James. My <laughs> name is Colin. So, but I was thinking like you know because he's just starting to kind of come into popularity mm-hmm. and everything like that. So I feel like if anyone's like what, Jimmy, I'm like the other one. The other one, right? Not, not that one. What not about that. this? What if like everybody in the bar asks for your name? Because in the old days, you walk into a bar, everybody turns around and looks sure. at you yeah. and asks for your name. None of them are on their phone. It's bullshit. Yeah, no. They're yeah. just waiting for somebody it's to walk in. Sense. And I'm like John Doe, and they're like what? Mm. And I'm like the original. <laughs> and they're like I what? started it. John the first now. anonymous corpse. <laughs> And then you just drop dead. <laughs> All future like, ah, are Thanks for your me. time. Boom. I really liked in the scene um, how uh, stereotypical villain uh, Luke got. He's like Quake, and I really like. I really like when you go like Doctor Claw on on mm. your villain readings because, like, you know, nowadays a lot of villains are kind of relatable, and this guy is like, I have a nemesis. I'm gonna call her by her superhero name. And he didn't. I don't think he shook a fist, but he may as well have. It was sort of like he well orally yeah. shook a fist for yeah, sure. Exactly, exactly. Right. He he reacted to Quake coming out the same way I would react running into Chloe Bennett in a club. Is you're in mid sentence, you just go net, uh, and you just turn into a <laughs> drooling idiot. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Mike has a thing for a Chloe Bennett, and in case you couldn't tell, and that's what I thought he was doing. He was like, she walks out, and he's like, yes, hubba, hubba, hello. But no, he's like Quake. <laughs> She's done it again. I thought Mike was gonna say that. I thought it was like if I see Chloe Bennett in the club, I'm like Chloe Bennett. Oh yeah, and they're all tough. T- Why won't you be mine? <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's two types of people. <laughs> exactly. There's Quake and there's Quake. Uh-huh. Exactly. Ooh. And the creepiest third kind of person is blending those two emotions, which mm-hmm. is terrifying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yikes. I uh, I uh, I have a question. Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. Cool? Called a guestion, I think. So. Uh, I, I have a guestion. No, I have I a hostion. A hostion. I have a hostion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there was something I wanted to talk to you guys about, which is yep. uh, uh, Daisy and Deke's chemistry. But mm-hmm. I'm going to step in front of that because I saw when Colin was telling us what happened. He said Deke, and it was almost like he was choking down vomit. Oh, uh, now, venom. Here at the Superhero Show Show, that's me and Mike show, uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcast. Which you're on an episode of right now. Ooh. 
What? Oh my gosh. We are huge Deke fans. Uh, <gasps> every, at the, We're at, Deke geeks. At the end of oh every year, no. we, we give out awards. Oh and uh, by the way, listeners, uh, we have four episodes planned to record tonight. This will probably be the last. Uh, <laughs> we give out awards. Uh, Deke wins best Most comedic performance ever uh, of the year. Uh, best sidekick. Best sidekick. He often wins best supporting actor. Best Zima drinker. And Colin, like, had <laughs> to take a, bre- uh, a breath because of all the vomit just by saying the word Deke. I am so excited. Uh, this is the best episode of Timeline Scavengers by far. I'm just going to sit back and watch the fireworks. Go ahead, Colin. <laughs> no, it's here's the thing. It's just that, like, we've had this discussion before, uh, but I don't know. Wait, when does that episode happen? Does that happen before this one? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Again, time is weird. Yeah. By the time this episode comes out, the episode I'm mentioning now will have also come yeah. out. We had an episode with Tracy where we had to discuss it. I just can't stand Deke Shaw as a person. Uh, he's so frustrating to me. But the thing is, I think Jeff Ward, the actor, is incredible because I feel like Deke is not supposed to be someone that everybody loves. I do mm-hmm. feel like Deke is someone who is supposed to be you either love him or hate him mm-hmm. um, for many different reasons. And I do get that by the end, but we're not there yet. Um, but by the end, he has some much more redeemable qualities and redeeming story arcs. I fell in but, love with him in the future. You guys probably are years away from these episodes. Oh, God, yeah. When he is like... Like in a, the 80s, which for you is a thousand episodes away from When he's a space you. scavenger, that's when yeah. I was like, this guy is my guy. And you would think if he was a space scavenger, scavenger that would be good for you guys. I, here's the thing. I, I feel like it's that thing of with Deke, my uh, version, not version, my story with him was the first few episodes I was like, okay, sure, all right. I, I, I'm like, I was kind of like buying it and getting into it. But the more he progressed, I feel like the worse he got. And then by this season where he then goes back in time and he has some all these other like weird bullshits, it's when he goes <laughs> out of his timeline, out of his time uh-huh. zone, yeah. time period, yeah, time uh, zone. that's when he becomes like just untenable for me. And I'm like, I can't do this. And so... I had to take a large step back, but I think Jeff Ward's great. I think Jeff Ward is a very strong actor because there are some very strong acting choices from Deke. <laughs> I, um, would, I, I want an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so bad where they travel time zones and they're like, we have to drive 200 miles that way. Uh, uh, Colin, Oklahoma. there's an obvious follow-up question. What is the name of the Deke Shaw in your life that hurt you so bad? What is his name? Hello. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> James it, Anderson. Is it Jameson? No. Uh, it's Deke Shaw. It's it's the character of Deke Shaw who hurt me. Uh, Do you have an older I brother? Like, yeah, no. It's it's just that Deke Shaw got set up to be this great character, and it doesn't matter. I'm whole so is, happy to not have I, to spend the whole episode defending Deke Shaw like usual. I'm just really really yeah, happy. I just want to pound a Zima and get in a fist fight. I don't have an issue with other people liking Deke. It's just that for me, I'm like I can't can't do it. If you were like you could hang out with one of these three people from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like the characters. I would hang out with Mac way before I hung out with Deke. Oh, no go. No I, go. I could see when Colin realized he was talking to two Deeks was when he was just like, I guess I should be gentler in my criticisms. <laughs> <laughs> and- no, I mean, like, I've never been like, he's the worst person in the world. Uh, I mean, they're like, for example, I definitely dislike the villains and stuff like that more than I dislike Deke. It's just that as far as like, main characters go he's 
a harder one for me to like get into. Uh, you know what they say, Colin? Uh, look to your left, look to your right. If you don't see a deke, you are the deke, Sean. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> maybe it's you, buddy. You know, and who knows? Maybe that is what it is. Maybe at the end of the day, I don't like him because I see too much of myself <laughs> oh. in, in the young lad. I don't know. I'd have to, I'll have to reflect on that. I've actually never, act, literally, I've never actually thought of that. <laughs> I'm now going to have to sit on that. Is that, that one cut me deep, Shrek. That one cut me real deep. Oh, shit, Colin just left and now he's sitting in a chair thinking. <laughs> now we're just going to watch him think. Just smelling lemons. There we go. Oh. That's uh. And I'm going to cut out the next five minutes of silence from the audio, so it'll seem like a normal episode. Here's my we real question. We are going to sit here for five minutes in silence. My real question is, do you guys, at any point, and I'm not sure exactly what Shield you've watched because you guys went to the 1930s, uh, buy the the Deke uh, quake chemistry of like, will they, won't they, do they have it? Uh, you're asking them, not me. It's a hosting. Okay. It's not a, it's not a question. I, I buy. I buy that Deke has a crush on 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 Daisy. Yes, and I get Correct. that. I buy that Daisy yeah. knows that. <laughs> yeah, it's. Have you ever seen uh, when when you have like a, an attractive friend and she has an annoying little brother who obviously has a crush on her? That's the vibe between the two of them. Annoying little brother is Deke for sure. Yeah. I think yeah, the, you, the, the annoying little brother is not her brother. Oh yeah. no! Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, that's what I had to go. Hang on, where are we taking this show now? Yeah, I was like, that's that's a new one. But yes, okay, I I follow that. Yeah, no, I agree with what James said. It's that thing of I I never felt there was a will they won't they between the two of them. I I mean I could potentially see it trying to be like a thing of as he does his character redemption arc mm -hmm. he becomes more you know like something that she could someone rather that she could be like okay but maybe he has more redeeming qualities than i thought but like i i didn't get that especially not during this first bit of the yeah she likes tall dark and stoic she's not into right. motor mouths or lincoln right. that fuck that guy man. but this this scene that we're talking about i think totally backs <laughs> up colin because quake comes or daisy comes in like a fucking superstar superhero rock star and he's like um it takes. I'm changing the DNA of a face. Is that not going fast <laughs> enough for you? Like, if you're not, if you're gonna like Deke, this is not the scene to watch. It, it, I think that I think we've unlocked it. I think for me, like, I I go back and forth about Deke. I like Deke almost always more than Colin, always more than Colin. But sometimes I like less <laughs> and sometimes more. Um, I think when Deke tries to go sassy, it just becomes like pissy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's not. She's certainly not quaking in any way. No, uh, absolutely not, romantically or otherwise. Um, when he is trying to be a good person or use his skills for the betterment of anyone at all other than himself, that's when I'm like, all right. Oh, wait, I want. I want. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. Like people are watching minute by minute throughout the MCU for the first time, following your guys' guidance, and you don't want to ruin it for them. Exactly, exactly. Adorable. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I want to meet that fucking nut job. I do this for job. the me's out there. For the me's out there that would not. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I I also I want to point out the incredible thing that James said, which is I go back and forth really hard on Deke, which going back and forth is by definition to Deke. That like mm, that yeah, is a hockey good, the term. Triple Deke, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, so you deke, I like you that. deke on deke. I do. That's my new podcast. Deke on deke. Deke, deke on deke. On deke. <laughs> so you have Jeff Ward uh, as your co-host. Right. Deke on deke on deke. We we get him ordained as some sort of Protestant minister. Deke and deke on deke. <laughs> and um, it 
James, I don't sure. want to have an on-air or an off-air meeting on-air, but if I perfect my impression of Deke, can I be on this show to be, have yes. Deke on Deke on Deke on Deke? Yes, that is a yes, 100%. You had me from, hey, James, and that's it. <laughs> I'm going to say yes to whatever this guy says. <laughs> that's how it usually works. If you're like, I have a podcast idea, before you can even get the word idea out, James is like, uh, hey, I uh, heard you have a podcast. And I'm up? your host, James. Uh, what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, are you not recording yet? Sorry, I can wait. Go ahead, set it up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. I think that uh, actually, uh, Ducky from Pretty and Pink is a big Deke vibe. So mm. I've been thinking of the word Deke for about five, six, seven minutes now. So that's now oh, exercise from me. I would love to watch Jeff Ward do what is it? Otis Redding in a record store. Yes, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. Be a little freaky Deke. Oh. <laughs> Very good. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So the crop comms are running yeah. around. <laughs> well, so that was all that I had for that particular scene. Yeah. I think James, though, has something. I always do a segment at the end called The Music of 1931, um, where I talk about a song from 1931, the artist in the song, just sort of like, I don't know, put us in the mind of it. Sometimes Colin puts it on. If he gets a good copy of it, he puts it on underneath or whatever. Sometimes I'm a little long-winded. So this time, with these four episodes, I tried bulleting my notes to mixed results. So um, today's uh, Music of 1931 is about the song Sally by the musician Gracie Fields. All of the musicians that we're going to talk about in this session for the next four episodes are relatively... um, They have wild sort of histories, um, with maybe one or two exceptions. Um... (laughs) Uh, so Gracie Fields was born Grace Stanfield Stansfield over a fish and chip shop owned by her grandmother um, in England. I don't know if that was necessary to say. Um, she <laughs> made her first stage appearance as a child in 1905, joining uh, children's repertory theater groups such as Haley's Garden of Girls and The Nine Dainty Dots. No one has so. said, ever said anything more 1931 than that <laughs> sentence right there. Um, her professional debut in Variety took place at the uh, Rockdale Hippodrome Theater in 1910, and she soon gave up her job in the local cotton mill, where she had worked uh, half-time, spending half a week in the mill and the other half at school. Um, so, blue collar for England. Um, faded white collar, I guess. Um, in 1956, she was the first actress to put, portray Miss Marple, uh, the Agatha Christie character, in a U.S. television production of Agatha Christie's A Murder is Announced, which is the most... There's a murder! <laughs> now. Here he is. The production featured Jessica Tandy and Roger Moore. Uh, so, all-star cast. Two um, different James Bonds. Yep. Jessica Tandy as James Bond is the best thing I, I have pictured in the past uh, 45 Ten seconds. Ten minutes. Um, so, uh, so, this song, Sally, was composed by uh, pianist Harry Leon, and a Jewish musician from the East End of London, um, his friend Leo Towers, um, oh, Harry Leon's real name was Aaron Sugarman, and Leo Towers' real name was Leonard Blitz. Um, I don't know why you changed your name. Those are dope from real those. names. I know. I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Leo Towers wrote the lyric. They took the song, which was initially called Gypsy Sweetheart, to mm. music publisher Will Haynes of Cameo Music. Haynes wanted the lyric to include a girl's name. Uh, so Leon and Towers revised the words to include Sally, which was the nickname of Leo Towers' sister, Sarah. And, and you know, good call, uh, Haynes. 
Um, but Leon didn't think the song would be successful, so he sold his share of the song uh, for 30 pounds, and it was... Well, we'll get there, but it was incredibly popular. Um, bad move. Whilst backstage at the Met- Metropolitan, Fields described uh, meeting them. He says, she said, in comes this fellow one night, very cockney, and he tells us all of this song he's just written with some friends. The title of the song was Sally. The name Sally surprised Fields, Fields as the title of her upcoming film, Sally in Our Alley, had not yet been released to the public. After a little work and, on, and an audition for Archie Pitt, who was her husband, so she had to run it by him i guess first um it was agreed that the song would be used in the film um and it was used in the film it appears uh more than six times including being played in the background by an orchestra whistled by dockyard workers and sung twice by fields good lord the final few lines of the song sally which fields sang at every performance from 1931 onward were written by her husband's mistress annie lipman Fields claimed in later life that she wanted to, quote, drown blasted Sally with Walter and the Aspidistra on top, which was a reference to Sally and two of her other well-known songs, Walter, Walter, and the biggest biggest Aspidistra in the world. Um, And then finally, she donated her house. She was very charitable. I didn't want to list all of the things she did for charity, but it was awesome. But uh, she donated her, her house in the Bishop's Avenue, North London, which she had not much cared for and shared with her husband, Pitt, and his mistress. So, mystery solved there, I think. Uh, to an orphanage after the marriage broke down. So, different kind of haunted, but um, yeah. yeah. It'll be an unhappy she... home forever. <laughs> exactly. She lived she with her lived? husband and his mistress. Mm-hmm. Thruple. Okay. As you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... Mm. And the mistress wrote the last two lines of her most famous uh, song that she would sing for the next 60, 70 years. So, no, no, not 60, 50, 60 years. She didn't. She's not still alive. Um, so that is Gracie Fields with Sally. Um, it's a pretty good and song. And here is James singing Sally. No, I, I, don't, I don't have the rights to that one. I don't have the right. Gracie, the ghost of Gracie um, Fields is going to make me move into the haunted orphanage if I uh, <laughs> if I try that one. So gonna pass on on that one on that particular one but uh that's a song and as as always we are putting these in together in a in a 10 song packet playlist so we have one through 10 out this is episode 12 so we're gonna do 11 through 20 and you can see those on spotify when they you know when i release them so once old people learn how to use spotify they're gonna fucking love these playlists exactly we're gonna we're gonna get that market so cornered oh it's gonna be great but that is all I have. Do you, does anyone have anything else they want to talk about with this sort of very leery look out the car window at the pretty girl uh, scene? Uh, no, I, I guess no. I just want to applaud okay. Mike for uh, uh, keeping it cool despite the fact that Chloe Bennett was on screen. Like he was <laughs> mostly kept together, and I appreciate it. It's been a few years. I've gone to therapy. I've had talks with my wife. I'm trying to be a gentleman. <laughs> all right. Well, should we ask? All right. So, what do you think of her 1930s outfit? Love it! Yeah, that's oh. how a gentleman would say, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why or how it does it for me, but and this is not just Chloe Bennett, but like all the, the boys 30s. and girls in, yeah. in oh, all sure. of these outfits are just look amazing. Well, when you spend six seasons wearing leather, anything else that True. you put yeah. on, <laughs> uh, we can you can find our podcast on Twitter at Timeline Scav, and we are part of the Scavengers Network, which you can find on Twitter at Scavengers Net. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at unabashedjames. 
Colin, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Colin M. Parker. Uh, you can also find the guy who made the music for this show, Nick Bramald, at N. Bramald, uh, B-R-A-M-A-L-D, or Nick Bramald Composer.co.uk. Uh, but what about our guests? Let's hear about where people can find you two. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Your Pop Filter. That's Y-O-U-R-P-O-P-F-I-L-T-E-R. Dot com. <laughs> sure. Um, that, by the way, I, I was talking to Colin, and suddenly the coin dropped on Your Pop Filter being just a killer killer name i i love it yes. so much it's- ryan it took 11 years somebody finally said it was a good name <laughs> james this is it's crazy a great name this yeah. is crazy but here here hear me out uh we are a pop filter like we uh filter out the good from the bad as far as pop culture goes yeah I like and that. the thing on the end of the mic is are you sitting down a pop filter ah! wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> oh, I don't know why you were impressed before. You still didn't even understand. <laughs> I love those three words, though. Yeah, Man, no, good words. Good I'm words, seeing good it words. on a whole different level now. I see it. <laughs> uh, mocked. I kind of like it less. Um, <laughs> yeah, with with the context now. Ugh, <laughs> too much context. It's too clever. I don't know. Um, By half. <laughs> I don't know. You can visit the uh, the uh, Scavenger Network Patreon at patreon.com slash thescavengersnetwork, where for $2 a month you can ac- get access to all sorts of bonus content uh, from not only us and uh, future us, probably more so, uh, but everyone who's been on the network has done um, lots of bonus content. So $2 a month gets you access to all of that. That is at patreon.com slash thescavengersnetwork. And that is going to do it for us for this episode. I'm James Anderson. I'm Colin Parker. I'm Mike Ravagno. I panicked. I'm Ryan Haley. Quake. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With Podcube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can listen to audio from any time or place in space or time or place. Have you ever wondered what Marie Antoinette used to say every time she poured herself a glass of milk? Do you ever wonder about what fruit was like the first one? Sate your myriad curiosities with Podcube. We delivered our very first Podcube to the 1800s inside of Alabaster's Haberdashery, the most galvanizing and avant-garde hat shop in the quaint little town of Prumpleshire, UK. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery. Here's a message from Alabaster himself. Is this the right... Is this the right hole for speaking? Search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app. Or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube. PodCube. The future is yesterday. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.